Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, December 30th. Hope you're doing well as we get ready to round the corner from 2020 into 2021. This is going to be the last daily podcast for this year. So I want to encourage you, enjoy New Year's, uh, celebrate the end of 2020, and let's together move into 2021. I'll be back with you again on Monday morning as we journey together through this new year. Um, It's interesting to me uh, the parallel between New Year's resolutions, the um, uh, kind of the subconscious way that we all look at uh, the opportunity of the new year and the character of Jesus that's growing in us. I think about some of the common New Year's resolutions. We de- we determine that this year we're going to lose weight, or this year we're going to get in shape. This year we're going to be more organized. This year we're going to read more books. Whatever it is, there's uh, dozens of those common New Year's resolutions. And, and see, here's the thing. If it was as easy as making that decision— we would have done it years ago if all if all I needed to do was determine that I wanted to lose weight, well, then I would have lost weight. But the problem is none of those things just happen. They require a day-by-day, moment-by-moment decision, not a point-in-time decision. Now, the point-in-time decision is important. It needs to happen at some point, but... It doesn't happen because I made that decision. Just imagine if you every New Year's could determine, all right, this is what I'm going to do this year. And it just happened that way. But what we all find, and of course the big joke about New Year's resolutions, is they typically last a week or two uh, until that first lazy Saturday, until that first chocolate cake, until... Uh, that first uh, ability to uh, when 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 things get busy and the organization goes out the window, whatever it is, um, it happens until the crisis occurs. And the same thing is true with the character of Jesus being formed in us. We long to uh, subconsciously, but but built in by the culture around us. We long to wake up one morning and find that we just know the Bible by osmosis, that, um, that we, we woke up and we could start to recite the prophet Isaiah. You know, we, we woke up and the Psalms were just running through our head without ever having spent the hours and hours and hours that it takes to truly know the scriptures. We just, we just wish it would just happen. We, we wish that we would wake up one morning and find that we've become holy. Like, just magically, like, I don't respond in anger anymore. Like, magically, when uh, something happens, I no longer have those desires. I no longer have that response. Uh, In fact, uh, you could actually say that we have a whole theology built up around that idea. The um, beginning verses of Galatians chapter 3, Paul talks about how the sanctification process, the the growing into the character of Christ happens just as much by grace as salvation happens by grace. Um, and so there is a whole line of theology that interprets those verses as saying that holiness will just happen, that we will just by the spirit of Jesus be made holy. But the scriptures use the term grace in a different 
kind of way. Um, for instance, Romans 5 is a grace passage where Paul says that uh, we rejoice in our sufferings because sufferings produce endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope. Paul is talking about suffering as a grace. He's talking about suffering um, as a, a way that we see the goodness of God and the way that God works in our lives growing us. And so if you just think about it, this year has been a grace-filled invitation for us, an invitation into the, the Christ-likeness that we long for, an invitation into the character of Jesus being formed in us. And, uh, and the beauty of it is the invitation isn't over yet. There's still time to accept the invitation. It's like a, a party that's happening way in the future, and the RSVP hasn't passed yet. You still have the opportunity, I still have the opportunity to step into that invitation. Psalm 1 at the beginning of the Psalter talks about a tree that has deep roots and grows up tall and straight and strong. That, that uh, the follower of Jesus, the one who is a deeply devoted person of God, is like that tree. Isaiah chapter 61, in uh, the famous prophecy that Jesus quoted at the beginning of his uh, ministry, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him and all of the things that would come, the, the end of that, that flow in verse 3 says that they will be called oaks of righteousness. Now, who doesn't want to be called an oak of righteousness? Like, who, who is not in favor of becoming this uh, tall, straight, beautiful tree that is grounded and unshakable because of faith? We all want that. But trees, oak trees, aren't like Jack and the Beanstalk. We don't wake up one morning and find that that oak tree is now towering over us and it wasn't even there yesterday or it was a small sapling yesterday. Oak trees grow very, very slowly over a long period of time. And before you know it, but in a way that is unobservable day to day, week to week, month to month, even year to year, the tree has grown but it's grown slowly over a long period of time. I came to this wild realization back in September. Uh, Mike, uh, Pastor Mike was leading our staff through what we call Staff Sabbath, the first Tuesday of the month. We uh, tend to shut everything down and we just worship and pray and um, debrief with one another, but more on a heart perspective than a church business perspective. And and Mike was leading us through a meditation, and honestly, I can't even remember what the meditation was, but I had this realization in that moment that I turned 45 over the summer. For some of you, that seems old. For some of you, that seems young. But I recognized that I had been in ministry full-time for almost 20 years, and that I was the kind of person that my 25-year-old self was sending emails out of the blue to, to say, hey, I'm looking for somebody who could be a mentor to be me in ministry, somebody who could 
help me learn what it means to be a pastor. I sent lots of those emails when I was a young pastor. I had uh, I was been privileged to have many godly men who have walked alongside of me, who have encouraged me, men who have been part of the York Alliance body, men who have been uh, in full-time ministry all over the country who have invested time into me. And I realized that now all of a sudden I'm in that place, that I'm the person becoming the person who would be on the receiving end of those emails. And I wondered, am I ready to be that person? Has Jesus been formed in me to the level that I have anything of value to give to someone else? You and I are being invited to that same thing. We are building now who we will be then. And we're doing it in hundreds of little decisions. It's not the big dramatic decisions. It's the day-by-day, moment-by-moment decisions. A great athlete is made great on the slow Tuesday when they don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning, on the quiet Saturday when they would rather sit and hang out with family rather than go train. It's not on race day. It's in the little decisions along the way when we make the determination to be the people that we're called to be. Disciples of Jesus aren't made on January 1st. They're made morning by morning, day by day, throughout not just a year, but years and years and years. And so I'm not saying don't decide to pursue Jesus more fully this new year. In fact, uh, that kind of decision must be made at some point in time. Uh, Willard makes the the statement that most of us aren't holy because we've never decided to be holy. And I think that's true. We need to make a determination that we're going to follow Jesus, but we also need to recognize that it won't happen in a in the flash uh, in a flash in the blink of an eye. Um, it, it's not going to happen in the next week. It's not going to happen in the next month. It's not even going to happen in the next year. I can't make a determination. You can't make a determination January first that we will be holy this year and achieve it by the end of 2021. But we can see progress. We can see little steps, even big steps. We can look back and say, that's not who I was. I'm now becoming someone different. Jesus is creating by grace, through suffering, through endurance, building into me the character of Christ. I can see it happening. But being an oak of righteousness will take a lifetime. And so let's do it. Day by day, moment by moment. And now is a great time to start. I know for me, I want to be ready when that young version of me sends that email out of the blue and asks me to step into a mentoring relationship with him. And I hope that you're ready as well, because whether it's as a pastor or as a mom or a dad or as a professional in whatever vocation you're in, there will always be those who are looking at us to see what's it look like to be a follower of Jesus as I live this life. May we be oaks of righteousness. Thanks for tuning in for a longer podcast today. I pray that the grace and the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ would rest upon you 
dwell deeply within you and flow from you today, through this weekend, and into 2021. I pray that we would make determinations, point-in-time decisions that would lead to the long obedience in the same direction, those little decisions moment by moment that would make us into the people that Jesus is calling us to be. Have a great new year. I'll look forward to seeing you and talking to you in 2021. Be back with you again on Monday. Grace and peace to you.